Prepare to feel the wrath of the League of Evil Exes. League of Evil Exes? You really don't know about the League? Um... Of seven evil exes coming to kill you? Controlling the future of Ramona's love life? No. Oh, well, hey, listen, man, don't worry about it. Really? Yeah, let's go grab a beer. <sighs> yeah, that's crazy. Boom! <laughs> Ooh! You are a pretty good actor. I'm going for the Oscar this year. But are you a pretty good skater? <laughs> I'm more than pretty good, I say. I have my own skate company. Can you do a thingy? On that rail? It's called a grind, bro. So can you do a grindy thingy now? Are you serious? There are like 200 steps and the rails are garbage. Well, hey, if it's too hardcore... You really think you could goad me into doing a trick like that? There are girls watching. (sighs) Somebody get me my board. Hi, big fan. (laughs) Yeah, why wouldn't you be? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. You can't handle the truth. King Kong ain't got shit for me. I am the I'm so much crazier. I am the one who knocks. Go ahead. Make my day. Let's take me, boy. Let's practice. Everybody on? Good. Great. Great. Wonderful. Welcome. To Facing Off Pod, this is a podcast where we take two movies that we find to be similar in some way and we compare, contrast, and rate them. Today we're taking two superhero, meta, comic book movie, thingy, grindy thingies, (laughs) if we're going to compare them. We're doing Kick-Ass and Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Uh, my name is Gabe, and joined with me are my two favorite evil exes, Kick and <laughs> Layla. What's up? Not I much. better not be, How I you better guys not doing? be an ex. No, he's not an evil ex, actually. I better not, dude. I what do you Nick mean, is, better not be? Nick is one of my favorite here. people in the world. He helped me get my couch in. I was so stressed out today, but I'm so ready for this pod. Uh, Can we also spill stuff on it? What? We were finally able to hang out in person. It was wonderful. Layla IP. flew out to California, Woo. and we got to see each other, and we encouraged to everyone Nick to go get vaccinated ever? so yeah. you could do the same. So weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and you, got, and you got to meet Nick. Yeah. PSA. Yeah. PSA. <laughs> P- um, yeah. I don't know if PSA is a thing that you chant. Like no, that. I think it's better than chanting USA. <laughs> is that a reference to something? <laughs> nope. It was just public uh, service off, I was feeling it. It was a vibe. Public service but Yeah, Layla and Nick met. That was really cool. Yeah. Um, and, and now we're a real official podcast because we know each other. Uh, <laughs> and we're, we're back to being virtual. It's all virtual. it really takes. Yeah. It's all it really takes. Okay, we weren't real before, you know. Yeah. Layla, if you had a superhero name, what would it be? Oh, my God. I feel like you guys have to give me one. Give me a good one. I can't think of one. What would okay. be my superhero Nick, wh- name? What would be yours and then what would Layla's be? Nick. What? Dude, how can you <laughs> put me on the spot like that? Uh, Gabriel, do dude, you have I don't one? know. Yeah, Gingerbread Man. Gingerbread oh, Man. Oh, man. That's <laughs> not fair. That's fucking hilarious. That's I know it's hilarious. That's why it's not fair. <laughs> um, I don't really have one for oh, either boy, of you guys. You give us one. Why can't you? Let me think of it over the course of the podcast. Yeah, at the end, <laughs> you better be giving us superheroes. Sign off okay, with our names. Better question. Do you have any evil exes that you'd like to publicly apologize to on this <gasps> podcast right now? <laughs> oh, boy. 
These are some like spotlights you're throwing on us right now. Uh, okay, my God. Just kidding. We don't need to do that. But <laughs> none of us hold grudges. We're all good people and we care about all the people that were in the past. Uh, and we and we won't force our new other people to uh, fight them for our honor. Our new for the future other people? Our, our lives. Yeah, significant <laughs> others. Um, this is an unmitigated disaster. <laughs> it is. Uh, Nick, why don't you give us a synopsis that like breaks? All right, down. listen up and listen hard, because okay. the next click you're gonna hear is me hanging up, and the one after is me pulling the trigger. These are two comic book movies about featherweight losers who become superheroes to impress a girl and discover that they aren't really losers; they're kick-ass dudes versus the world. Um, they're also pretty self-referential. That was pretty um, funny. And thanks, man. I could tell by how much you laughed. No, it was funny, <laughs> but it took my brain to process the kick-ass dudes versus the world. Yeah, that's, they that's are just funny. kick-ass dudes versus the world, um, sort of. Yeah, that's kind of the tie-in for the two. Yeah, of them. they're both like uh, you know, they're I don't want to call them off. They're they're like cult classic comic book movies. Not your not your Marvel Avenger. Not kind your of typical for sure. And, and they came they came from comic books that yes. were kind of off the beaten path. And they're both too. like really um no, oh, what was the term you used? Not self referential, but um uh Meta. Meta. Boom. Good call, baby doll. <laughs> um yeah. Layla also absolutely loves these movies. Uh, we've talked oh. about it all the time. So all right. um, she's just, pumped to do, do it. I just popped yeah. open a Coke Zero. So let's start. Uh, Whoa. Nice. Uh, okay. So. Hey, PSA. Coke Zero rips. Straight up. <laughs> Coke Zero does rip. Coke Zero oh, Also another tie-in. These movies came out the same year in 2010. So that works. Um, let's break these down. This podcast is brought to you by Coke Zero. <laughs> I wish. That would be awesome. <laughs> uh, so cool. Let's break these movies down. Uh, using our rating scale for five different categories, we're going to do a rating scale of one to seven. I will get okay at explaining that at some point. But uh, one is lowest, uh, seven is the highest, four is the middle with the hairy chest. Uh, let's start <laughs> with spectacularity, uh, which is the engagement level of the movie, how fun it was. How enjoyable it was? Were you worried about runtime? Did things take you out of the movie, or were you just fully torqued the whole time? Let's start with Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Layla, what did you think about this film? Um, I gave it a six. I, okay. I mean, this is just like it's an incredible movie. It truly is across the board. I mean, it is. We'll get to all the other aspects. It's visually stunning. The acting's incredible. The writing is so fun. But this is just a hilarious movie. Like, it's very intelligently funny, and it's so seamless. I love how seamless it is. Like, each scene just rolls into the next scene so well, and the transitions are incredible, and I'm just flowing with the movie. I'm never taken out of it. I'm constantly engaged. Again, the humor is just so, like, witty and fun and simple, but, like powerful at the same time it it comes with a punch Mm -hmm. even though it's really simple um so it's it's just such a good time it's an incredible time um i will say that like this time watching it i had like one or two (gasps) moments where i was like i feel like this is a little long (laughs) what moments I don't even know. I don't even think oh, I could pinpoint the, the exact feeling, scenes. You had the like feeling the feeling, being, yeah. yeah. I, I okay, don't even fair. know what scenes you'd pull out because I do love all of them so much. Um, but I did have that feeling this time, and I feel like it's important to note that. Like it's maybe yeah. upon rewatch, 
as you know, like the whole movie and you know the scenes, whatever. It it is kind of a long runtime. What is it? One fifty two hour and fifty. Yeah, I love that run run time, um, like generally. But yeah, yeah, and it's not a bad runtime. I don't know. Maybe it just is like overtime. <clears throat> it's just gonna feel that way or something. But in general, this movie is just an ultimate cult classic. I adore this movie. It is unbelievably innovative, and I'm sure in all the other categories we're gonna talk about just how innovative yeah. it is. But like, truly comically amazing and incredible timing throughout comedy writing like all Edgar of it. Wright he's that dude Edgar Wright <laughs> he's that dude so a well above average six for Layla what about you Nicholas uh I mean I'm gonna give it a six but I don't have any like specifics that brought me out of it I just don't think mm. it's like the well this is tough dude. I might honestly go six and a half to just start off with a decimal yeah let's do it because i just don't have this like gut feeling that's like it's a seven but i feel like every time i watch it it's closer to a seven so maybe next time it's gonna be like 6.75 okay yeah let's inch you up towards that yeah i'll just i'll just slowly climb uh to to a seven because it's pretty close yeah like every time i watch it i am that much more engaged like it's probably because i haven't seen it like in a an incredible amount of times. So there's always like a scene that I'm watching it where I'm like, that is just so fucking funny. Yeah. Like this time, the vegan police, the one? two that, the two that, Oh my God, I have that written down. The, the vegan, vegan police? police scene is so funny. Cause you just forget that it's coming. Uh, and what's and they name? jump oh my in God. like the Brandon route, Ruth, Ruth, Brandon Ruth is Ruth. It's Ruth. such an incredible yeah. bit. Like it is just such a fucking, the whole line he says about <laughs> dust too, where he's like, I'm going to turn you to, and he keeps <laughs> explaining it. Oh my God. He's so funny in this Incredible. Movie. There's just all these characters yeah. that are so funny. Mary Elizabeth Winstead's like, uh, all the different T's that she lists lists off. Oh, she yeah. apparently guy, memorized yeah. the entire thing. He's like, a lot of them some sound of real. <laughs> some of them sound delicious. Yeah, did you yeah. make up some of those? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what so was like, the other scene? Uh, that was the other that one and the the, the vegan police. Just there's just like little lines here and there where I'm like, man, I didn't notice that line, and it's just so funny. And I mean, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it a million times, but Ed- Edgar Wright is that guy. So the way that he visually presents this movie is. The, I, I'll talk about it more. That's my biggest point. That's the biggest difference between these two movies. It just bring, oh, absolutely. it brings you in that visually the storytelling is just so fun. Like it's just fun to watch. I yeah, don't think it's a seven, but I, last time I watched it, I would have said six. I'm gonna say six point five now. I think that's the most important thing, and we could talk about that in Legacy, too. But when I first saw this when I was younger and I saw it in theaters, I was like, oh, it's okay. And I was like, dorky people are probably going to like this a little bit more than me. And I'm like geeky, but I'm not out of the closet geeky. Um, uh, but I, but I'm now fucking proud to be geeky and, and dorky and nerdy. Um, and so I, and I always so was is going on. but, um. I just slowly fell in love with Edgar Wright over time. So like when I first watched it, I was like probably like four or five. Now I am seven. Absolutely. Because I find this movie so fun in every single little moment. And I think it's what you were getting at a little bit, Nick, is that it's impossible. Edgar Wright does not allow you to be pulled out of a movie completely Uh because it is edited. And I think Layla, you said this, it's edited. So he doesn't miss a beat. There is a joke or a cool visual thing Every yeah. single time. Um, I think it's great that he makes mostly comedies because 
he doesn't miss anything with it, you, first of all you're not pulled out because you're not like thinking about the story too hard and you're not mm-hmm. thinking about the dynamics too hard because you're like oh it's a comedy it's funny like who cares like every little thing is funny so i'm engaged I think that's where the issue came in with Baby Driver. And if we ever get to that movie, I'll, I'll probably bring that up again. But every visual thing makes this so fun to watch. I think the screenplay is really fun. The casting is incredible. So, like, every time a new person is introduced into it that yeah. ended up being bigger later, I'm like, oh, my God, I fucking <laughs> yeah. love this. Um, I Which love- is like everybody. I, everyone in it. I mean, even Allison Pill is, like, so good in this. And, like, she ended up becoming a pretty big actor later. Um, I love nearly all the music so much. And the music yeah. keeps you really into this. Oh, I man. love that Isn't Beck Isn't there, like, something coming out? Like, a, they're revamping the soundtrack or something? So, the released? Brie Larson uh, version of that song just came out finally on Spotify and stuff, like, last week. Uh. And that song fucking rocks that song is so <laughs> awesome um but i also love that the the songs are really funny there's that one part where they're battling that band and they're like oh this my song God. is called so sad and they're like so sad and then it just ends <laughs> then, uh i just it's so great and then again or, or, or just bringing this up the fights are so fun each yeah. evil x is like more and more ridiculous like i laugh really hard at Matthew Patel's fight scene. He's just fucking hilarious and it, the way it's layered is great. I love when he's like, pirates are in this year. <laughs> yeah. his hair. Um, and then the fight with Todd is just all around absolutely absurd. Todd is the vegan. Oh yeah. Um, it's amazing. He just says the dumbest stuff and then the vegan police like pop in like the Kool-Aid man <laughs> and like I just, I... I am so invested in this movie every time. It's so fucking fun. It's an absolute delight. And visually, I like it more and more. So, seven, baby. Um, you went seven? Let's yeah. talk That's... about Kick-Ass. Spectacularity. Um, uh, I just read something on IMDb that might make this a seven for me. I'll, I'll mention it later. Oh, okay. Um, Layla, why don't you talk about Kick-Ass? Uh, I think you like this movie the most. I do really like this movie. I, I'm going to still be How like... How do you know, dude? Oh, maybe Nick does. Find out. Okay. <gasps> How do you know? Um, I'm still <laughs> going to be like trying to be unbiased about it, though. I do enjoy it a lot. I'm going to give it a five for spectacularity. Okay. I think it truly is just such a fucking fun movie. Like, it's enjoyable. I could put this on, I think, really at any moment and just enjoy myself because the action mm-hmm. sequences are so much fun. Like, they truly are just like... Mm-hmm. And they and correct me if I'm wrong because I was trying to think about this, but this is kind of the first of its kind as far as, like, superhero movies that just were, like, really freaking gory and, like, had some, like, humor that was, like, a little bit more inappropriate. Like, Deadpool is this, like, later yeah, on. Definitely. Um, I, th- yeah. I think you're right. I think this was the first one. I think yeah, they dipped in into the, it in the in animated the versions. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like at the time, I remember just being like, "Why are more people not doing this? Because this is so much fun." And like, right. yeah, and, and we'll talk about it more in you know legacy and originality and whatever. But like, it kind of led the way for a lot of superhero movies to go darker and to go really funny and to be you know what a lot of like the boys and Deadpool. Yeah, I, feel I feel like, like it's more I feel like Blade than... sort of tries oh, to do that, true. but Blade is also like true. a vampire movie. Like, technically, it's a comic book yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah. But, no, no, you're right. And w- oh, you're Watchmen totally right. was a year before this, I think. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So not, this, not as funny, though. Not funny. So, yeah. So, it's like a mix between, like, a Watchmen it's and a It's not Deadpool. a good sign that our immediate thought was, let's 
try and make sure Layla was wrong. Yeah, because <laughs> she was like, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, and we're well, like, you guys you worked really hard. You, you guys are. worked really yeah. hard. A hundred percent. We were fine. But at least it, it, it led to discussion. Layla, fit, Back on track. Back on track. Yeah. I just think it's such a fun movie. The gore is really fun. The action sequences are really fun. I think... Um, I think the comedy hits. It's not perfect. I don't think it's as funny as Scott Pilgrim is in by any means, but I think for what it is, it is funny. And I think the characters they built are like fun, sweet characters. And I just think um, Chloe Moretz and Nicolas Cage and the characters they built there yes. are just truly so much fun. And I enjoy every scene with them in it. Um, so I'll talk about that more later. But yeah, I just think I don't think it's like the the most spectacular thing I've ever seen, but it's definitely above average to me. And if it's on TV or if I'm trying to fu- watch just like a fun action movie, I will totally put Kick Ass on. I yeah, I'm struggling a little bit between a four and a five just because. And I don't even mean by average that it sucks. I this didn't get worse, like really really bad over time. But I definitely felt yeah. less invested in it over time yeah. when I rewatched it. I think it has a really fun way of bringing you into the story that, like, mm-hmm. I think it's a really funny opening shot with that guy, like, flying down into the car and mm-hmm. then get it, giving an explanation of, like, <laughs> oh, we, we watch all these superhero things. We read all these comic books. Why don't people do this? Like, why yeah. isn't there a vigilante out there? And I thought that was a cool concept. But I will say... That it takes about 30 to 40 minutes to get really fun. Totally. There's a, it there's takes, a moment. I it's 39 minutes thing. in. Yeah. It's 39 it's like, minutes. It's, it's when he gets st- – uh, like I okay, so early on there's like some exciting moments. Like when he gets stabbed and hit out by the nowhere, car, yeah. out of, it, it, like, it surprises me every time. Yeah. It, but then it's really fun when Hit Girl is introduced. The scene where she's introduced is 39 minutes in. And I was like, oh, man, like, I, th- I felt like this was so much later because you get her and her dad practicing when he does the good call, baby doll, and like shoots her in the chest. <laughs> but like, it's it really rough. fucking fun when she rough. shows up and says, what's up, you fucking cunts? And then yeah. just like kills everyone and in just the rails on everyone. Yeah. Re- I yeah. love that a reveal in the movie is those are high velocity rounds. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I'm such I, a good dad. It's sickening. We'll talk about that. I think in originality, but yeah, but I mean, also I I agree. Like with Layla, like what keeps it almost above average for me is that this movie's so like fun with its violence. It's really gross. Like the microwave thing is a really gross scene. It's cool to have like the mobsters. I think it's a solid choice to make this an R-rated movie. I could have seen this as a PG-13 movie and not working very well. Yeah. there are certain scenes that I'm like really into when they watch the nanny cam footage of Big Daddy <laughs> taking out everyone in the warehouse. It's fucking sick. Yeah. Um, and the, it, rem- it it showed what Matthew Vaughn was going to be able to do with Kingsman, uh, ser- uh, the totally. Secret Service later when he so has true. that scene with Colin Firth. Yeah. Um, everything oh, he does yeah, with yeah. Hit Girl in the hallway is also like Kingsman and fucking awesome when she takes out all the people in the hallway at the yeah. end. Um, I have issues with it, though. There are just things that take me out. I think like sometimes the high school stuff is just too stereotype yeah. and like lame. I think there are certain parts like the live feed of the torture on the news thing. Like that would not have lasted more than 30 seconds before they fucking turned it off. Dude, it would have lasted five. Yeah, five seconds they would have turned it off. But then there's like the 
by all the extras in this movie, I'll talk about this in actoring, but the bystanders in every scene are really bad. Like they're all horrendously bad at acting and very fake that every time that they show them, like one of the people that's just watching it happen and turning away, I'm like, Oh my God. Like they're not even, there's something about it that I'm like, it's so fake that it pulls me out of what really feels like a realistic idea. Mm -hmm. And so I think I'll go with a five, but I want to just say that I really wanted to give it a four. (laughs) (laughs) It's my lengthy four or five. Yeah. Mine's not lengthy. Um, Gabe, go like this. Yeah. Is there peach fuzz? No, it's the fuzz fuzz from the couch. Yeah. So funny. Gabe took all the fuzz out of one of the pillows in his couch to help it get in the door. It, it was, was a lot of fuzz. It was. Li- it literally took up a corner of the room in this apartment. <laughs> Just for perspective, guys, um, since we're not recording this. I, it's been sorry. a day. No. And I that was me padding time because I'm going to give this a five. Okay. And <laughs> I don't have a whole lot of ex- explanation for why. I just... Yeah, I do have an explanation for why, but I need to save it for like later things because there are a couple things that we'll talk about later that bring me out of it. But it's definitely not a six. I, it might have been the first time I watched it. I really liked it the first time I saw it. I think I saw it in theaters yeah. when it came out. I think it probably then would have been a six. It, but I, I can't get anything less than a five because I think it's a fun movie to watch and it's it's cool. It's an easy watch for sure. And yeah. if it were if I had like TV, I'd want to watch it every time it'd be on. Um, yeah. yeah, it's like a good, it's a really easy watch for sure. Yeah, it's a good one to like you know like if I I would watch it with my like brothers, my dad or something for sure. It's well, a good. All right, Nick, why don't you carry us on to the next category? Let's talk about originality. Let's talk about how creative it was, uh, the movie was, whether it needed to be made, because these are bo- both based off of comic books, so some previous source material. And then does it stand out in that genre? Does it have some unique qualities that make it uh, stand out? Uh, so why don't you talk about Kick-Ass, Nick? Kick-Ass, that Uma Thurman movie? <laughs> that's a great line in yeah. Scott Pilgrim that is a good one um, not good enough that I didn't have to explain what it was yeah though. I didn't know what you were talking about I know okay. I always pull these lines out of these movies what did you give kick-ass originality <laughs> I uh, dude it's it's tough because I want to go above average but I feel like it's more like a four And again, there's like, there's this one thing that I'm just going to keep teasing that I just think is like a big problem for me in Kick-Ass. It takes me out of it. It, it, It's the, it it just, so how, how long after this is Kingsman? Uh, A while, probably five or six years. That shows he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't quite figure out what it is that is like the aesthetic he wants to like nail until that point. And this seems like mm. it feels like the first kind of step into that because there are some scenes that I think are I said this. Put this exact note in my phone. that are cool looking, really cool looking, really original looking uh, fight scenes, really like fast paced, quick action. Cool stuff is probably happening. He does a good job of like making what's happening off screen look really interesting. Yeah. And that's cool and original. But I mean, beyond that, like I obviously taken from source material and I think it sticks pretty closely to what the source material is. And there's nothing about it that strikes me as 
incredibly original. But back to Layla's point from before, hmm. it has this like, you know, it, it's one of the first like gory, actiony, like uh, over the top superhero movies. Yeah. So I can't really say four. So I'll go five. It did stand out at the time. Oh, what did you think? So you're going to give it a five. Okay. Um, I am going to give it a five mostly entirely because of Hit Girl. <laughs> I think yeah. she's an incredibly original character. I think putting such a young girl in that role and writing her as such a young girl was a choice and it really fucking paid off. And like shout out to freaking Chloe Moretz because she carries it so well. She's but really like great. Yeah. they wrote that character so well and it truly is its own character now. Like I mean Big Daddy is also really funny and, and original and great because of like the way he carries himself and the father daughter relationship itself is really original. But she's just one of a kind. I can't mm-hmm. compare her to anything that's worked as well as she has. The fact that a little girl of that age that's so like you know uses so much profanity and is so like murderous carries this movie basically is incredible to me. And I will always remember this movie because of that. Um, so I'm going to give it a five for mostly that reason. And what you alluded to before Gabe, that it is really cool that they decided to take a concept that like not a lot of people have like talked about enough that like, Mm -hmm. why hasn't anyone tried to be a superhero or why hasn't anyone put on a costume and attempted it and all of the above. And I like, they did it in such a funny, gruesome yeah. way. And that, and they, that I think really, it needed to be made. <laughs> they're really self-referential about that too because they later, there's that scene where he's like, so Batman came in. He's like, I never said Batman. I didn't say Batman. But they like, <laughs> yeah. keep, they keep pointing out that, that like, that's the concept. That like, yeah. how has no one yeah. been See, Batman? I think it's the comic book. Yeah. That's what I agree. Is what's original. The movie isn't. So I like I felt like giving it I don't know, I wanted to give it a four, but I'm I'm gonna give it a five because I do like you're saying, Layla, the comic book. The idea is really original. It's really fun and awesome. There's my issue. So like I'm I'm gonna give it a four, which I still think, you know, it's average. I think at the time when it came out, for sure, uh pretty creative. It's just when I compare it to the adaptation that is Scott Pilgrim versus the world. That's when I start like picking apart like, Oh, did you add enough to whatever this source material was for me to think that this is really creative? And I love the meta comic book stuff in this. I think the visual storytelling is really cool. When you Mm -hmm. get that whole like comic book segment with Marcus and big daddy, um, his, his, uh, cop, like best friend. Um, I thought that was really cool. Um, I also just like the, I think that they, what he brings to the screen with Nicolas Cage and Chloe Grace Moretz are, is, is really good. Like, I think that maybe that they wrote in these characters in the comic books and they might've been, you, you know, like that, that father daughter relationship is definitely unique for the comic books, but the way it plays off in the movie is even more interesting because you can really like see that this is like a really problematic way to raise a kid. And then there's like the dichotomy <laughs> That's of like the biggest understatement like she, ever put in the podcast. But she's also fucking awesome. So like he, he raised someone who's like going to be able to like protect yeah. herself as well. Like, I, I don't know. I, it's, it's really cool. And the concept of this like total homicidal, like sociopath as this like 10 year old is, 
is really fun to see on screen. Yeah. I do get I do give more credit to the comic book than the movie for that in particular. I just really I agree with what Nick was saying with Matthew Vaughn just got better at this over time with Kingsman the Secret Service, at least the first one. Um because a lot of this comes off like really hacky and uninspired yeah. whereas Scott Pilgrim is like clearly a Not creative like genius was like, "Oh, I'm going to turn this into my vision." It's going to come to life. And that's where I, I don't really find it that original. Um, I also, I, I do want to say like the way, I don't know if it's in the comic books, but the way that he happen, um, kick ass happens upon his like advantage, like his super strength essentially is that he can't feel anything mm-hmm. because he gets hit by that car and everything <laughs> breaks all his bones. Like I like that. I don't know if it's in the comic book, but it's cool how they I, do it in the movie. Um, I just also, like, I bring this up when we talk about high school comedies. The high school stuff is really cringy and not believable and not how high schools are, and I don't like that. And that's where I'm not – that's, like, a lot of what I have to knock because I'm like, you didn't really think about this that much. You just took stereotypes and threw them into the movie. what it is is it's like this idea of, like, what would a comic book look like if it were a movie? Yeah. And, and I guess comic books are kind of like hacky. Yeah, yeah and comic I, books definitely don't depict high school. In exactly, any, like, yeah. and I think way. That, they follow every stereotype. Idea. But but <laughs> Scott Pilgrim has a like that movie has an inspired aesthetic to it. Like you said, For I think sure. inspired is a good word. Kickass has like some inspired scenes, but the uh, general way that it's presented is not. There isn't like this thing they committed to, and they were like, "This is what a comic book movie would look like if it was this kind of like I agree, like culty comic book." I think it's kind of hard though, because like for me, I just think they were trying to do really different things, so it's hard for me to like compare them directly like that. Because Scott Pilgrim, they went into it being like, "We want to be fucking indie, innovative, different, entirely like." creative and imaginative kick-ass went into it being like we want to be a standard superhero movie and create a fun action movie like i just don't think kick-ass went into it being like we're trying to be super innovative sure but just using the term standard is like saying it's average or whatever for kick-ass and like the point i guess that nick and i are both bring i mean that's literally what we're like the standard is the average but like what nick and i i think are are both saying is that the the source material for both are extremely creative and extremely yes. original, um, but for us, it just maybe didn't work in terms of execution of that. Like yeah. the movie itself, how do I differentiate it from other movies? I don't really find it that unique and original. And it, and and part of that is just because we're fucking comparing these two, and it's kind of unfair sure. to kick ass. And I, just, I think I, that's that's, that's kind of like what best. I mean. Yeah, because like Marvel movies are also just like pretty standard, like visual creations of comic books. Like they don't going, they're not going the extra mile to look like yeah. what Scott Pilgrim's doing, which is like, hey, we want to bring a comic book to life, literally yeah. the comic yeah, book true. itself which is a completely different conversation from let's bring the story to life. So like it is just a very different visual conversation and not to say that we shouldn't have it because we are comparing two movies that like 
you know, Scott Pilgrim is like, we'll talk about it, visually stunning and incredible. And it uses its visuals to tell its story in the most incredible way. So that's like, it's just hard. I I like, I almost, I guess I'm realizing I kind of feel bad for Kick-Ass because like, if we were comparing it to like another superhero movie that wasn't Scott Pilgrim, which is just like visually... Sorry, sorry Kick-Ass, this is just the way we decided. (laughs) Well, we'll talk about Scott Pilgrim um, for originality. I, and this is, so I typically agree with Nick that if it came from some source material, I'm like, I might knock it, you know, because it's not really like a fully original idea. But Scott Pilgrim is the exception here. It's a seven for me because it's just, so fucking clever visually it almost just the visuals but like i think everything in terms of the screenplay you can you could tell what they added with the screenplay in terms of his dialogue it it matches more of edgar wright's style of comedy so he must have put that in there and i don't know if someone else helped him on this i didn't check but i should have but I think it's even immediately clever with just the the redesign of the Universal logo and the song at the beginning where it's like a video game version of the Universal theme song. Like, I'm like, okay, a visionary is about to do some fucking work here. This is going to stand out. Um, I just think in terms of any movie, let alone, or you know, just comic book movies as well, but like any movie... This is one of the most visually creative movies I've ever seen. Um, it's And even though these are both meta and self-referential, this one is just like that times a billion. Like mm-hmm. every little line, there's like little like moments with like the narrator who is Bill Hader. Uh, he does the voice of everything like the five, four, three. Like any of that what? is Bill Hader in this he just movie. Exploded very exploded my brain. Yeah, it exploded <laughs> my brain because he's at the very bottom of the cast if you look at it. But that's um, so just awesome. little parts of that are so clever. There's like him fucking when the narration comes in when he's talking about his last haircut or whatever and going back with his like girlfriend and it's like. It's so I, I don't even know how to describe it because it's so unlike fingers any other are, movie. Fingers are doing a weird thing. And then it's like, yeah, we should have. He doesn't even know how to handle visually. himself right now. <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands. He spirit, um, did spirit fingers. But it, even though it, it, it came from a comic book movie, it's the way that he brought it to life is like literally no other director was going to be able to do this at the level that Edgar Wright does it. it there's <clears> such a close attention to detail that he. Uh, makes it absurd. Um, I mean, even like, like I don't. I know it's in the book. I think the comic book talks about the vegan police or whatever. But the vegan science explanation, like everything Brandon Ruth say, uh, says in this movie, <laughs> is so fucking weird and funny. <laughs> the and the style of comedy is just so <laughs> unlike a lot of other things. That I love that it's like uh. Edgar Wright's style of comedy that's different, and it's like a comic book style. That is different than any other comic book movie. Um, we were just robbed of having like an Edgar Wright MCU movie. I can't believe we got the fucking Peyton Reed Ant-Man instead of Edgar Wright. It, it drives me nuts. But I'm giving it a seven. Sorry. Long, long rant. But uh, <laughs> Layla, why don't you talk about originality? Yeah, I'm going to give it a seven too. 
Um, I just think it's truly original in every aspect and category of filmmaking. Like if, if you named anyone off, it just is truly, truly original. And as we've said with so many creators, like when you see a movie and you can tell who made it simply because of their signatures and what they do and the universes they create, Edgar Wright has that and it's his stamp and it's his work and it's truly original because of what he does with the source material that he's given. Um, if someone else had taken this source material, it wouldn't have been the same movie. The reason it is as original as it is, it's because Edgar Wright adapted this. So it's truly, truly original. I don't, I mean, the music too, like we have to remember like that stuff, like as much as it was probably written in, I have to imagine that like, you know, this, this is original like work made for this film and yeah, it's Beck, great. Beck helped like Beck helped it. write this. Yeah. Like that's all original content and it's incredible and it adds so much to the comedy and story. And yeah, I don't know what else to say. It truly, I'm going to talk so much more about what, like about those specific aspects, but like there's no argument to be made. Everything about this movie is a completely original concept and it's because of how it was adapted that it is, in my opinion. Like that's why I will give it a seven versus a six because it's from source material. But like the way they adapted that source material is remarkable. Absolutely. What about you, Nick? I I also gave it a seven because the way that they adapt that source material is remarkable. That's it. You're like, <laughs> nobody <laughs> just going to directly quote Layla. Um, yeah. <laughs> Literally this. just copied. And that is, this is wild, by the way, for anyone who has been listening I to know, this podcast for long that. enough. Anything that comes from original source material, Nick rarely gives maybe I need to read. Maybe I need to read the original source material. I have a lot of time coming yeah. up in like two weeks. Maybe I'll read it. I, I actually do think I want to read this comic book. It's just, there's just so many things that Edgar Wright does that I, I bet, I mean, I don't know. I, if you read the source material and you've seen the movie, let us know because there are so many things he does that might be part of the source material and maybe I'll retroactively edit the podcast to make this like a five or a six or something. Not but allowed. no, but it just seems on its face to be the only movie I can think of that looks, sounds, and feels like this movie. Yeah. That, that I can think of. I it mean, there is movies 100% unique within movie. this genre. Within yes. this genre, there is nothing like this. Yeah, I, would, yeah that's, I, I wanted to expand that because I just think like out of any movie, I just can't think of things that are this – even, even considering his movies. There are movies that try and do something yeah, like true. this, you know, or – but there's no movie that – because it's, it's so cool that – the idea that the like bang plow flop yeah sounds don't didn't even register to me as being like oh it comes from a comic book so that's why he's doing that yeah. it just seems like part of the way that he wanted to tell the story of of the movie because it's an over the top ridiculous idea that Jason Schwartzman would be a master swords <laughs> wielder doesn't yeah. make any sense um it, it's it's I had to give it a seven every time I watch this movie I think it's it's better I I totally agree with that it's so and funny it's so funny I think we should move on to eye candy because we're talking Ooh. so much about Edgar Wright's uh, yeah. visual elements 
Let's start with eye candy for Scott Pilgrim versus the world. I'll kick us off. Yeah, I was about to be like, I feel like you got to (laughs) go. Yeah, because I'm bursting with it. Yeah. (laughs) So Edgar Wright over time. So like Clay, uh, past guest on this podcast, one of our close friends, he loves Edgar Wright. And he he kept saying, Edgar Wright might might be my favorite director. Like I'm so obsessed with uh, Hot Fuzz and and blah, blah, blah. I rewatched Scott Pilgrim after he said that. And I was like, oh my God, I think this is visually like a top 10 movie for me because it's so (laughs) fucking creative. I don't think it's not a top 10 movie in general, but like, I think (laughs) this is where (laughs) Edgar Wright is just fucking peaking. Like every little visual detail is so clever in this. Nick was talking about the like comic book words coming to life. There's also like... He just has to go pee at one point, and there's like a pee meter, uh, and then yeah. it like empties. Um, uh, it's the, the tiny attention to detail in every frame. There's not a single lost visual moment in this movie at all. People in the background are doing certain things that he wants them to do. It's like a, a it's you know the only person I could think of that does that at that scale is like Wes Anderson. Um, yeah as we talked about last episode, but like while kick-ass has that comic book within the story thing, this one does too. Cause when they go with Ramona's I mean, past but kick-ass is like the basic version of this, right? Yeah, like, exactly. It's just... And it's, it, 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 and I will talk about it with kick-ass. I think it's very visually cool the way they do it. Cause they make it like <laughs> 3d while it's also 2d. It, it's kind of trippy, but this is just a walking, breathing comic book. Yeah. Like, this is a graphic novel coming to life in your very eyes. Like well, if yeah. I put waved a we- magic wand on a book and wanted it to come alive in front of me, that would be Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Yeah. And another visual, th- like I love the character descriptions. I think they're fucking hilarious and they keep repeating them, but like how the words match up, like how the dialogue matches up with the character descriptions. I'm like, Oh my God, this guy just understands comedy at such a high level. Um, but lastly, and I have to bring this up, every fucking movie we do that, that this needs to be brought up, the editing is unreal. Drink. His transitions in this movie, yeah, that is part of the drinking game. Drinking game. His transitions, I, there's, I, I love Edgar Wright's movies, all of them. He has never done transitions the way he does in this. The background changes so seamlessly between a scene or whatever where he's like, especially when Scott is in his own head and everything, he's just floating through life or whatever. Yeah. It's, there's, no one can do that. I don't even understand how he does it. The edit, this is like a masterclass of editing. Uh, It's just fucking brilliant it's a seven out of seven almost an eight for me like it blows my mind how he made this movie anyone can hop in i'm fucking dead oh my god it's a i mean it's a seven it it has to be the details i'm scrolling through what imdb's trivia looks like yeah i always read the trivia or try to I very much recommend anyone who likes this movie read through the trivia. Oh, I need to do movie. that. I never have. It's the visual details that you're talking about. You have barely, <laughs> barely scratched the surface. Every time the moon is shown, it is full and has a hole in it. Yeah. Because. Kate's like, you, yeah, I noticed. 
I didn't notice that. Brandon Ruth punched a hole in the moon. Oh, yeah. And every single X has the number X they are Mm -hmm. appear in the scene at some point. The Coke Zero is because he's the Zero X. Oh, God, fuck. He's not an X yet. He's Zero. God, fuck. <laughs> it's so great, dude. Oh Gabe is just incredible. There's just right all now. these little things, and then you're like, okay, yeah, that's like, you know, you, I, if someone's thinking like that's corny, right? Well, no. that's what would be in a graphic novel. Yeah. If you're the artist in a graphic novel, you're going to put in whatever Easter eggs you can because you're drawing stuff. Yeah. You're not putting it on screen, but for you to be able to translate that onto a screen and not make it corny, not make it kitschy, like it works. It just works. It's not just that it looks good. And it looks original. It works like hard. Overtime. It it works hard. Listen up and listen hard. Yeah. Uh, it's a seven. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Layla. Yeah, I mean it's obviously it's a seven. It's so interesting. I was listening to you guys, and I was just thinking. Thanks for listening. Like, to us and thinking this true adapting. There's, it's just an entirely other ball game to adapt graphic novels and comic books. Like it is, you are adapting something that they created images for their readers. Like this isn't, I'm creating an image of what I read and what I imagined in my mind and it's coming to life. Like this is like this, they had an image and they followed that image yeah, as they read this that's book. So, so true. It is crazy to think that they have to go up against that because they already have a full image in their minds yeah. <laughs> and everyone has the same one and you have to create a better one. Um, so that is nuts to me. But I, the reason this is getting a seven is because for me, visuals are so much more about storytelling than people realize. And it's truly, truly the seamless transitions in this movie. Like, I don't know where any scene ends and begins in this movie. And it's truly because... It just flows and it keeps you moving and engaged the entire time. And that's the point. And it's kind of in the same set, like vein of a comic book where it's just like these, these squares that just keep moving and the story just keeps evolving. And you're seeing these images move as you're reading and it doesn't stop. And it's just genius. Like he, he did everything he needed to do to make this a living comic book and no one else has done anything like it. I mean, if I if I could yeah. give this any like if I could give this a fucking highest score ever, I would. I'd give it a hundred. This is yeah. truly, yes, truly, truly. This is innovation. This is like kind of like how I was flipping out about you know stop motion and claymation and things like that. Like this is that for him with this yeah. movie. It is like the utmost of his visual career, and it is. I I implore anyone just watch this movie over and over, and you will like watch the background. Like yeah, as Gabe said, that moon thing. <laughs> I mean, aside from the minute yeah, details, oh, the which background. are incredible, oh are incredible. I just literally mean the background because the background is shifting more than you will ever realize. And it is projecting you through the story without even knowing it. Yes. Like, like <laughs> scenes and the moments. And yes. Gabe, Gabe's going to have to clean his new couch. After <laughs> this. Oh my God. No, I, I, you're the way that you said it, that it's like, projecting you through a comic book reel like uh, through the pains totally. on a comic book. yeah i and, and but, but cre- not in a way where you're like that's what's happening 
Right. You're ne- until it's not until like, you. It's not yeah, like Watchmen yes. in uh, like Zack Snyder's Watchmen yes, when it's you're not like, as oh, if, it's a comic yeah, book. Yeah, exactly. It's not yeah. as if a comic book movie hasn't been made to look a bit like a comic book before. It's that no one achieves it to this to to the to seamless extent that Edgar Wright does in this movie. And it's the craziest not, thing, it's just heretofore undreamt. He, Edgar Wright doesn't lose his own trademarks in the process. Like he so. turns this comic book, he he brings this comic book to life, but he has his own motifs and stuff. Like one of my favorite scenes is when Ramona and Knives meet each other for the first time, and it's all those glares, and it's like zooming <laughs> out with each of the glares, and it's it so ends good. with Kieran Culkin looking at Anna Kendrick's Kieran. like new boyfriend. Uh, <laughs> it's great. I mean, okay, Again? glad we're in a <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, well, let's let's talk about good luck, kick ass. Following up Jeez, with this, sorry, kick ass. Um, kick ass. Um, what do you get, kick ass, for uh, eye candy, Nick? Why don't you talk? I'm about? gonna go three. Okay. Um, oh shit. I don't think he's developed. What's the uh, director's name? I'm blank. Matthew Vaughn. Matthew Vaughn. Uh, I don't think he does not develop what he wanted it to look like. It doesn't. I mean, there are scenes that look really cool. There are scenes that really work visually. I'm not stricken by any of them. And I'm going to do that thing where we turn the E in, because I always abbreviate eye candy to EC when I take the notes. So I'm going to just make the E ear candy for this one again for one time. The music in this movie blows. Yeah. It sucks. It's not good. No, it's. It's truly awful. It's the thing that takes me out of the movie more than anything else. I hate the music in this movie. The ear candy is a zero. The eye candy... It definitely should have been brought up in spectacularity, but... (laughs) I wanted to create a category. We're all, we're only like eighty five episodes in, and Nick is just figuring out how these categories work. I I can't, dude. The music sucks, and it's not as if there's like this like great visual element that like brings me back into it. There's some stuff that works, but like. I I can like and there's some stuff where I kind of see like oh it's this is probably like the costumes you're like oh well they made them like it's probably why they made them not look that great no like the characters made them that's why they don't look that great like I get it but also like I don't want to watch him in a scuba suit it's just not cool (laughs) I just don't want to see it Uh, it's not it's the weakest part of the movie to me is this category. Oh, okay. So, Layla, what did you think Eye Candy for... I'm going to give it a four. I think it's a very average movie. Like, I think it looks like a lot of... How I feel about a lot of superhero movies. Um, It... Nothing about it, like, upsets me necessarily. I actually... I I disagree about the costumes. Like, I do think they're fun. And I think they play into, like, them calling out themselves and superheroes and all of that humor and all of the above. And I think his scuba suit is supposed to look so fucking dumb. And it's funny to me how dumb it looks. Especially for that initial scene when he confronts the two guys or whatever. Yeah. And they start laughing at him. And they're just like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. And I think Hit Girl looks fucking killer. And I think Big Daddy, like, I just... And then on top of that, I think so much of the choreography is really fucking fun to watch. I think the entire hallway scene where she takes down those people is truly so much fun. And yeah. I just think the action sequences are a good time. Like I'm not going to – I'm it's an average score. I'm not saying it's remarkable. Or, there are way better action movies out there. But there are some in there that I still remember and I think about and I talk about. Um, totally. 
I'm trying to think of. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I think it's just. What an about the ear candy? Movie. No, the we're not talking candy. about that. Uh, what do you mean we're not talking about? Well, because I bring that shit up in spectacular. I talk about the music every time in spectacularity, dude. It's about engagement, brah. Um, well, how come nobody mentioned brah. that it sucks eggs? Why? Because I didn't think. I, it, it, you're right. It does suck. I actually, you're not I'm wrong, at a, Nick. I'm actually at a four, like Layla, mm-hmm. and it's because I need to split the difference here. Off. And I'm actually, I want to give this movie credit because it was only a $30 million budget, which is really low. Granted, Scott Pilgrim versus the world is 40 million, which just is mind blowing to me. But um, this movie was really low budget. And um, I think there are some clever things, you know, maybe not as clever as Scott Pilgrim, but but I do like the comic book scene. I think it looks really cool when you get Mm -hmm. into it. I agree. I also think that whole nanny cam sequence is just really cool. <laughs> like it's a good, it's a really well sequenced action scene, which has become like a bigger thing in action now that it's not just CGI. It's mm-hmm. like John Wick movies where you choreograph everything. Like I really like that. Um, I, you know, uh, again, I also love the hit girl scenes when she's fighting. I think they're really, really fun. Um, but otherwise, it's not. It's not that unique visually. That's that's yeah. where I'm having an issue with it, and I it just looks so average, average like early 2010. <laughs> it does, and it's, yeah. It just looks like an early 2010 movie, and it's weird that they came out the same year because like I don't think of that with Scott no, Pilgrim. No, it's yeah. um, couple scenes look awful, like CGI off the charts horrible. Anytime they are on a rooftop or outside, the background yeah, the looks whole background very is bad. Lame. When oh, he's yeah. zipping across with the jetpack, it looks real bad. It reminded me of of Wanted um, because the, it Dude, looks like that. I in was going to say that earlier, and I completely forgot. The I train, didn't write when, it down. But when they're training on the yes. train, yes, um, it's the movie's yeah. so. It it's looks so bad, but I think that's wanted. the CGI. It doesn't hold up because. No. Um, it, they didn't have a lot of money for it and that's what happened. So I'm going to give it a four, uh, which <laughs> actually is lot. kind of surprising because I'm, I've been Only a little bit more million, negative. Not a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it made a lot of money. Um, c- considering, um, let's talk about <laughs> actoring. Let's, uh, let's talk about these performances. Um, whether they, uh, writers and directors like help them uh achieve the best of their abilities <laughs> and and be the best superheroes that they could possibly be nick why don't you kick us off with kick-ass uh, actoring <laughs> that was the, speaking of inspired that was the least inspired Lee, I just, <laughs> description I'm, of acting tapped out dude eye candy drained all, everything out of me with scott pilgrim i'm also trying so hard this episode not to do the thing like the meme i posted today on twitter to oh you. so they yeah so nick don't if, explain it <laughs> go follow us on twitter and you'll see what nick was talking about <laughs> twitter.com oh, slash facing off pod i uh, gave kick-ass actoring dude i'm between a three and a four to be completely honest. Mm, I, um, there's, because there's a couple performances that I just can't stand at all. And the rest, so, so, so positives. Chloe Grace Moretz is, is killing it. Yeah. Right. Yes. Amazing. Layla. She's literally killer in this movie. (laughs) I don't want to steal the guy. I know you're going to, I know you, I know you want to talk about her, so I don't want to say it, but I mean, she is killing it. Yeah. Huge, huge plus. Um, 
oh my god, what's his name? She opens up with, okay, you Johnson. fucking cunts. Aaron like, Taylor Johnson. Thank funniest. you. Aaron yeah. Three Name Johnson. Yeah. Um, also fine. Great. You know, yeah. whatever. Good. He's solid. Uh, don't like Christopher Mintz-Ploss much in like anything ever. Um, and hate Nicolas Cage. I kind of... What? Under- okay, Like in hold life? On. No. In this movie? No. Very much. You hate no. him in this movie. Oh my god. I don't like what he's doing. What is this shocking. take? This but is I shocking. know what he's I understand what he's trying to do, but I just what he's trying. <laughs> yeah, but I just can't get behind it and it's distracting. Oh, I'm so behind oh, it. Oh god. Dude, <laughs> I know that I know. I know, but I just can't do it. I think I hate Nicolas Cage the most out of the three yeah. of us. and I probably I, like him the most out of the I three. legit <laughs> fucking... I think it's this distracting, is dude. The thing that he's... It's <laughs> ever. The thing this that he's doing... Oscar winning The thing that he's doing when he's... And I get it. Like, I know that he's, like, being... He, I know that in his, like, crazy-ass brain, he's like, oh, but I'd be like... He'd be like really crazy so he'd talk in this weird way yeah but it's distracting as he only talks in that weird way when he's in the when costume getting... though to mask himself yeah well, yeah he does <laughs> yes. that when he talks like this uh and i guess it it's like um, a batman yeah. thing <laughs> but it's just distracting dude you don't like when he's getting burned and he's like you have to protect yourself <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't like it. No, I don't I get like it. Uh, <laughs> like okay. is a strong word. So I'll, I'll give it a four. I won't go below average, but it's yeah. not my favorite thing. It's a distracting performance to me. Okay. But I know that that's a controversial take. So it, it, it is. A con- it's controversial tr- take. Yeah. I mean, that's what he's doing. Okay. So I he does three different voices in this, and I actually love it because – it just feels like much. Nicolas Cage leaning into Nicolas Cage while also being <laughs> totally. reserved enough to be That's... a father where he's not shouting all the time. Okay. So I like this like I like the this type of Nicolas Cage more than yeah, this version of him more This version Aaron of... Taylor Johnson is good. He's fitting. It's so fucking hard to watch this movie because his voice is so goddamn annoying. But it's it's exactly what he needs to be <laughs> as this character. It's just that the narration in this, again, is a lot like Wanted. Yeah. And it bothers me a lot. Yeah. And I don't – and there's too much narrating for me to yeah, like it. Yeah, that's a good writing point. Yeah. Um, and, that it, and that it is totally Matthew Vaughn doing that that I don't like. Yeah. And I think it hurts Aaron Taylor Johnson, who I think, again – Perfectly casted. I I don't think that he does anything totally wrong. I just don't like the usage of him. Um, why does everyone in his friend group look like Jack Harlow? Like, was that style in ten years ago or eleven years ago? Jack Harlow, big rapper right now. Oh, um, yeah, look up yeah. the song "What's Poppin." Yeah, pretty popular. Yeah, um, White Boy Summer. But it's like Evan Peters. It's like maybe the first Evan <laughs> Peters the, role. That's one of the people. White the, Boy Summer. That's one of the people. Yeah, um, okay. Evan Peters. <laughs> Very misused in this, but he yes. he just gr- becomes great later. I encourage everyone to watch Mayor of Easttown. He's really really good in it. Um, yes. I'm a big Clark Duke fan, so put him in any of these type of roles. I think it works. He's he, got a thing. He does this. It's his shtick. It it's works. His shtick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one thing I fucking love: Mark Strong 
is a great mob villain. His mob, he's an English dude. His mob accent is really great in this. Yeah, he's great. I think he's having a lot of fun. And it's like the first Mark Strong is only going to be a villain for like five years in a row. <laughs> it's his first movie doing that. His agent was like, we got a thing. Mark. We're going to, you can only be this, my guy. I'm getting um, a lot of calls and I'm feeling like we got a thing. I have to say though, here's the bad. This is where it's bringing me down to a three. Whoa. I fucking hate Christopher Mintz Plus. In this movie especially, he is awful. He's he's not good at reading any of his lines. <laughs> it's like a bit that he did that I don't like. Every scene that he's with Mark Strong does not work for me. He's so fucking annoying in it. I never wanted to care for the character even though they tell you that you should care for him at first. He's so annoying. I hated it. And he's even worse in the second one. Don't ever watch that movie. He fucking sucks. Oh, it. yeah. He's, um, it's so much worse. Lindsay Fonseca, person who plays Aaron Taylor Johnson's girlfriend in it, horribly written. Like a really, really, really shallow character for the girlfriend. I hated that. I thought it was uh, really lame that it, they could have made her more interesting. And I just think that she plays... She doesn't play it very well, and I don't think it was written for her very well. And again, lastly, the extras in this movie, I have to point this out, they're so bad. Like, they are now you see me bad level. And if you want to go back and listen to that episode and hear me rant about it, go ahead. It's pretty fun. But I'm giving it a three. I wanted to say all that because I think Layla is going to be a little higher than me. Um I mean, I'm not going to go, I'm like, insanely average. higher. I'm giving it a four, which oh, I don't okay. think is, like, that crazy in comparison to you. Mm-hmm. I I think everyone is, like, fine. There's not any, like, remarkable performances whatsoever in this movie. I think Nicolas Cage and Chloe Moretz are, like, the top tier of what's happening in this movie. And I think sure. if they had more support, you could easily give this movie a higher score. But you just can't because the other performances are just so whatever. I mean, Aaron... Aaron Taylor Johnson isn't doing anything in this movie. He really just isn't doing a whole lot. Also, it blows my mind that he aged the way that he did. Like, he is just such a a different person. He's such a big badass now. And, like, he's just, like, I don't know, the hot dude in a lot of movies. It's just such a stark comparison to this movie. So watching him in this role, I'm just like, what is happening right now? Um he just kind of grew also, into his jawline. He plays like a lunatic in later movies. Like not yeah, lunatic, Animals crazy and Outlaw person. King. He is yeah. terrifying. He also, like, this is such a side note, but because we're just talking about, like, how young he looks in this. Like, I don't know if you guys, do you guys know about, like, his whole, like, personal history where he was, like, groomed by an older woman? Well, I thought he's, st- is he not still with her? She was, like, 25 well, like, years older than him. Oh, he yeah, just got divorced. So, oh. Yeah, they have some really crazy thing going on now, but I'm pretty sure that all started right around this time when he looked like that. Like, when he was yeah. literally such a young kid. That's It's just tight. crazy to, like, look at him now. Anyway, so he's, he's whatever, um... I'm trying to, like, I mean, I just think Nicolas Cage is so funny in this, and I think he's, like, very reflective of, like, what he's doing, and I think it's just comical. His hair piece um, is great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, and I just, I can't ever not talk about Chloe Moretz. I think she's incredible. I think this is just an unreal kid performance, and I'm just proud of her for putting True. so much into True. this. Like, it's so much fun, and she does such a great job. She carries this action movie as a young kid, which is just props to her 
Also, I just stand Chloe Moretz. She's a very intelligent young woman. So if you ever want to like watch an interview with her, she's very smart and she's, she's a great actress. I, I need to watch the Miseducation of Cameron Post. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She looks great in that. Um, and I'm really curious to see what her adult acting career is like. She is one of those like child actors that ended up getting a little bit older and like kind of still looks like she did. Because she looked like yeah. so much older than she was and acted so much older than she was. At, at this time, she did this in like 500 Days of Summer and she's amazing in that as well. Yeah. I think she's, she's kind of in this re- really weird middle tier for me where she is good. She's by it's no like means one Abigail of those kids' Brezen. actors. Yeah, I mean, I kind of think Abigail Breslin like went downhill, but yeah. I, I think yeah. Chloe but can Oscar definitely carry a movie and like can do a great job. I just don't know if she's ever going to become like incredible. I, I yeah. mean, you need to watch some of her newer work, but she's remarkable in this movie. I can't believe someone that young carried a movie with profanities and action like this as well as she did. So she, What's she's the reason profanity? it's getting a four. Um, sorry, I had to quote a vine because that's what i do all right uh wait you gave it a four layla and i think that was yeah. threes from nick and myself i also gave it a four. Oh, you gave it a four i gave it a three uh because i'm negative uh let's talk about scott pilgrim versus the world actoring i want to let you guys talk a lot more about this very quickly but or <laughs> actually don't don't be quick uh i'm gonna give it a six out of seven um Pretty close to a seven for me. I think everyone does their parts really well. I just think this is one of those ones where the cast is just outstanding. Yeah, like I mean, whoever casted this, it's like <laughs> all these people ended up becoming so much more famous. And then you also have like this is Michael Sarah is doing something. He was always typecast as one oh. person. He's doing something that's like so it's it's like a version of that person that he is, but it's more cocky. He's like more talkative. He's so funny. There's no person that could have done this role no. where he like it's an irreplaceable role, I think. Um for him. Uh again, every, everyone everyone is going. I mean like you, you I'm sure you guys are going to talk about them, but like I think that Kieran Culkin is amazing in this and to see where his career is, like he's a great TV actor on Succession and he's going to be in No Sudden Moves, the new uh, Steven Soderbergh movie. Um, I think Allison Pill is great in this as the drummer, like every like Q-in, she's great. I think you, you could call out anyone in this movie and say they're really good. Who Do you know who grew on me though? And every time I watch this movie, I like her performance more and more. I think that Ellen Wong as Knives Chow yeah, is really totally. good. And I think it's like the heart of this movie. And I actually like, I fucking, I love her character arc. And I think she sells it really well. And I also think she's really fucking funny in the scenes where she's like in love with the band. And she's like, I heart you. Uh, and she like goes nuts. Like she's great. Um, Dude, I put down yeah. six and I have a really hard time trying to figure out why it's not a seven. So I'm going to give it a seven. Well, I, I mean, I can argue I, yeah. probably why it's not a seven. Because no one goes above and beyond, right? Yeah. I think yeah. they're doing like a great job with what they were given, and it's exactly what it needs Ellen to Wong be. goes but... above and beyond. Sorry. True, true. But it's like one performance that's not in like every single scene of the movie. I don't know. Yeah. I think like a seven has to, for me, just has to be like, there are so many other aspects to this movie that are so vital to the storyline itself. And like everyone does exactly what they need to do in acting. And that's why I'm going to give it a seven. I mean, a six, because I think it's like truly 
hilarious and great and everyone carries themselves perfectly and to have a cast this large and to not have a single person that I can have a fault with is just a true accomplishment. Yeah, is there anyone? No, I don't have a single acting fault in this movie at all. But Even I don't. But I also don't think. And stuff are great. Sorry. Totally. All yeah. the side characters. I just don't think that like these actors are doing their greatest performances in these movies. Brie Larson is an Academy Award winning actress. Like, if oh I'm going to give her... her voice is so fucking no, it's it is. It is. It totally is. I'm not. I'm not docking. Again, I'm giving this a six. I'm not docking how great all of them did in this movie with their comedy. I'm just saying that like. Even some of the actors in this movie have better roles and better performances that they've done. So I can't justify giving it a seven. Um, Plus, it's hard with ensembles like this because I just feel like they all get such small snippets. So it's hard for me to be like anybody did a remarkable, amazing job. I don't know. I mean, but yeah, Michael Sarah is doing something insane with this. While I was watching it, I just was like, is that Michael Sarah playing the Michael Sarah we all know, but playing it cocky. Like, I don't even know what he's doing it's here like that half, works so well. <laughs> it's like half the Michael Sarah we all know, and then half him in This Is The End, where he's just yeah. like a big piece of shit. Yeah. It's like a, a joking version of him. Because yeah, he's kind of mean crazy. in this and like really Yeah, cocky. he is. He's a piece of crap. Yeah. Well, he's, he's cocky. He's weirdly Man. cocky in this yeah, for someone crap, that's Michael Sarah. But um, <laughs> it's so great. Though. Someone that looks and is Michael Sarah. I, I mean, I just think that if we're going to include the writing and the directing, like the reason yeah, that all those subtleties bad. work are because they're written and directed to a, to a T. Like everything is just that's a perfect point because in. Edgar Wright was only using actors before this that he just dialed in, dude. That's uh, the sound of a dial. That he yeah, that did sound like it a little bit. And it looked like it. You guys didn't get to see, but it looked like a dial being uh brought up. Describe it more. Um But he but that's such a I didn't even think about that. Because he had only used like Simon Pegg and Nick yeah. Frost. Before he said, this. Give me no one who's English. And then they were like, No one? And then they casted everyone that was not English. I feel like I have a hot take that you guys might not like, but I'm going to say it. Don't talk about my girl. I know I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. No, she's so good Um, in this. Oh my God. I'm going to do it. Uh, For everyone who's listening, Gabe is fucking obsessed with Ramona, the actress herself. Mary um, Elizabeth Winstead, you call her by her full name. Please. (laughs) You call her by her full name. Um, I, to be fair to what we do on this podcast, I am going to be honest. There, there were moments when I was watching this movie and I was like, not quite believing what she was doing. And I don't necessarily understand why someone would fight that hard to be with her. So I I just, I just don't think that she's like, they depict her as like, as cool as they think she needs to be. And like, I I know part of it's supposed to be comedy. I just, there were moments where I was like. I think that's a great point. I, I, I don't think it's for comedy. I actually think that they bring in some really real like ways that we shit on ourselves for the decisions that we made in relationships and stuff. And I think she handles a certain level of vulnerability really well. And she actually plays the part. She is cool, but she plays the part of why do you think I'm so cool? Like I'm not this like I'm not hot shit, dude. Like I, this isn't really worth it. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't like this. Yeah, I made these horrible decisions, and yeah. I want to restart my life. And now they're they're coming back. You totally. know, totally. I want to take a step back because a hundred percent. I think that's an amazing point and very true. And I, Thank I you. like the nuance of her character. It's not super simple, but 
the whole beginning of the movie where you're supposed to be like understanding why he is just dropping everything completely obsessed with her and why everyone at the party just thinks she's the coolest person ever. I just don't really buy into it. And I don't think she does a great job at the beginning to be this like kind of harsh, badass, like everyone don't talk to me kind of a character. Like I don't buy it in the beginning. But uh, I think it I view it as a love it. at first uh, sight thing. But I, I get what you I totally get what you mean at the beginning. I do think maybe even what you're saying, though, kind of helps me understand in some ways though because i think like it's really not who she is at all and that's the whole point Mm -hmm. and like people create this image of her in their mind and that's like what we're seeing in the beginning of the movie and what everyone's referring to but the reason i can't buy into it is because that's not who she is and everyone's always projected that onto her and that's why these exes are such assholes (laughs) so maybe i'm just now understanding the entire point of the movie (laughs) well and Uh, that's a wrap well i like even talking about it it makes me like outside of my love for Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who is just a phenomenal actor. Uh, I implore people to watch uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. She's so fucking good in it. Not Uh, Sky High? And also Fargo. But Sky High is my first love of of watching her. I just rewatched that a couple months ago and it's so funny that that's her. Why are we doing one of these against Sky High? Oh, that could have worked. Because, well, let's let's talk about something else. Um, No, but I... I actually, that's, her performance is like where it kind of takes it over the edge for me. Because what I was thinking about, and I know you were talking about this, Layla, about like, oh, these aren't the best performances I've ever seen. When I talk about com or when we talk about comedies on here, we're usually just rating them like, are they doing the best at this comedy level? Like, mm-hmm. not Oscar level, comedy level. And I really do think everyone is, and they and a big great part about this movie is that they really fit into Edgar Wright's style of comedy. They fit into the comic book style of comedy and there's not a single dud in this movie. So I'm going to give a 6.5 oh, to even ooh. out Nick's 6.5 early. Cause like I, I do want, I do want to, I don't think this is perfect, but yeah. Um, let's move on. Legacy. Unless you got another point. Oh no. I, I think I was just going to say like, Speaking to me personally, and I think this is part of it, like I'm I don't think I'm ever gonna give a comedy a seven, or maybe I have already and someone's gonna call me out for that, yeah. but it's just not my, a genre that I, mean, I think I, I can give a seven. Oh, so yeah, I mean, it just depends on how because these are all arbitrary, it depends on how you view it. Because, like, for me, like, I gave a seven for Austin Powers because I'm like, can anyone do uh, actoring? comedy like this like no. that like yeah, that's that, that is at like a sure. peak level for me like everyone in that movie but i we didn't even really talk about the exes and all of them are so fucking good and yeah. so funny in their own unique yeah. ways like every totally. single ex is different from the last like even may whitman just, is hilarious in this oh and like, my god may whitman She's one of my favorite human beings of all fucking time. Oh, I adore wow. her. I love her. I was so happy to see her face on the screen again. She it's needs to do more really things. She's funny in it. I fucking love Mae Whitman. Anyone who is a parenthood stan understands right now because she's in parenthood oh. and she's just like one of my favorite people ever. Um, but yeah, I mean, this that's one of the, that's like the magical part of this movie. And I do miss movies like this. I think that like OO's had a lot of movies where you just like a bunch of actors were thrown into one movie and it was like a constant fun surprise of like these big people. I just don't feel like we have like huge fun ensembles like that anymore. Totally agree. Okay. We we got to the bottom of actoring. Let's finish this off <laughs> with legacy. 
let's talk about uh, what the lasting legacy of these movies are. I really think I, th- this one, I'm going to completely change the way that I look at legacy. So I'll just say what? that at first. Wow. This is, so legacy, we, I generally ask, I'm like, how was this perceived and how has it been perceived like over time? How did it age? Uh, especially with like certain comedies and stuff like this. I think it's really important to to give more credit to how it ages over time and how it's perceived over time because something like Scott Pilgrim really wasn't that well received. Like it lost $20 million, which is just insane to me. I think it became it became a cult classic afterwards and became really popular. Um but, you know, it got decent critical reviews, pretty similar actually to Kick-Ass. Um they had like critics apparently didn't like the script, uh, which I just I was watching. And I was like, I thought everything was fucking hilarious in this. I don't know what this what was wrong with the screenplay, but this and this was such a like it was such I was gonna make a I'm, I'll, I'll now explain my joke, but I was gonna say that it was a huge box office bob Um <laughs> and now I'm going to <laughs> never talk again. Uh, no, but, uh, but this movie out of like <laughs> most movies we talk about. This gets better to me every single time because I did not like it that much when it came out and now I fucking love it. And that has to mean a ton for Legacy for me. It brought Edgar Wright into the U.S. scene. Um, it, it's probably his last great movie to me. And that was 11 years ago. Like, I like The World's mm-hmm. End and I like Baby Driver, but like this might be his last yeah. really good movie and that's a while ago now. Um hmm. It's wild that three of the exes turned out to be superheroes at some point in yep. other movies. Brandon Ruth became Superman. Chris Evans became uh, Captain America. Uh, Brie Larson became Captain Marvel. Uh, even t- Thomas Jane, who plays one of the vegan police guys, became the Punisher. Um, that's dope. So anyways, this, this movie slept on, so I'm going to give it a 6 out of 7, and it wasn't that well-received, but it just, like, oh, for me, it's, it's cult, like an 8. It's yeah. cult classic enough to be a 6 for me. Okay. I don't, I had, none of the things that you said, um, all the things, sorry, all the things that you said were, were things that I would Literally say. Literally nothing you said. Nothing you said is good. Great, Everything though. you said is bad. It's a 6, though. Okay. Layla. Okay. Um, yeah, I was gonna, I'm gonna give it a six and I was a hundred percent going to approach this in the way you just described Gabe. Like it's, it's a cult classic. And I think cult classics in general, just by definition are movies that age really well because people learn to understand how remarkable it is over time. I just think there are a lot of movies that like, as you said, are slept on when they first come out, or maybe they're made for a generation that's not going to understand it. And then that generation rewatches it and they're like, oh shit, I did not fully grasp how incredible this is the first time I watched it. And I think it's going to only age better for our generation and for the people that love it. And I don't think it's going anywhere. And I think it's going to probably 10 to 20 years from now be something people study and talk about and think about and reference and it's only going to be more popular at that point than it was when it first came out so if there ever were a like definition of what a true legacy is that is it to me because you're withstanding the test of time but you're also improving over time and that's really hard to do Um, and i think Every rewatch as well, like you just learn more about it's one of those movies where you pick up on something every single time you watch it, you learn something different about it, you see something different. 
Um, and then the stuff that you loved about it is just as funny every single time. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's so fucking rewatchable. Like I'm already excited to rewatch it and I just watched it like two nights ago. The only reason I, I am not giving it a seven because I was really close to giving it a seven is because I don't actually think I ever say to myself, let me put Scott Pilgrim on. Like, I don't say that to myself. And I and I think that like once you get back into the groove of it, you start thinking about it and you want to rewatch oh, okay. it. But yeah, it's not point. something like there are a lot of movies that I'm just like, I need to throw that on. It's like a Saturday and I'm bored and I want to watch a movie and it pops into my head. This is not one of those movies for me. I don't know what the reasoning for that is, but it doesn't. I see it once every what? Like five years and I love it when I see it. But then it's like I, th- I don't think about it in the in-between is my point. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm a little different with that. I think about it all the time. Um, I, I, I just, I just, I literally casual flex. I just like I'm trying to talk to people, and instead I'm thinking of like Scott Pilgrim. Scott movies. Pilgrim. Um, <laughs> I'm actually more similar to that with Kickass because I, I liked Kickass when it came out. Mm-hmm. I liked it more the second time I watched it, and. I've progressively, I've, I've always, I still like it. I still find it pretty enjoyable, but it didn't work as well for me this time. Um, it had similar initial responses, except for it made $96 million. Like it did really well. And maybe that's a product of when it came out and what type of movie it was. Um, you know, cause like Scott Pilgrim maybe was, it, it just seemed like more of like an artsy comedy that some people weren't going to get into. I, I don't know what it was. That happened um, with that. But it Kick-Ass 2 also inspired a sequel. But, like, I almost want to knock it because the Kick-Ass 2 sequel is so fucking bad. Like, I absolutely It's not hate great. It. I hate it. it it's so Jim, weird. Chloe Moretz is, like, lusting after Aaron Taylor Johnson. And oh, it's, it's so gross so and odd strange. and awkward. And they're supposed to be, like, almost, like, siblings at that point. It's just weird. She's and also like, so young. Like, she's so young. It's one of so the worst young. usages yeah. of, of Jim Carrey I've ever seen in a movie. Like, Jim yeah. Carrey's not good in it. Christopher Mintz-Plass couldn't have been a more annoying person in it. Um, it was a money grab. And they bit, did it for the money. Also, a big plot of this movie is him proving to himself to get this girl and, like, being in love with her. And they do away with it in two two minutes in the opening of kick-ass 2 that she's cheating on him with some other guy and then dumps him spoiler alert sorry mm-hmm. don't go fucking watch that um one problem with this over time i think it's aged pretty poorly i kind of feel like the storyline with him and the girlfriend and like a lot of what they're talking about with him and like clark duke it comes off pretty homophobic like no. i don't th- feel like they like treated that at, in any graceful way in this movie. I, it, it was more of like a punchline and didn't really like that. I know that uh, Christopher Cody Grace, I know you're listening, but you always think that we're too fucking PC with everything. But guess what, man? Uh, we're just, we're woke and we're proud of it and we fucking love it. But um, uh, I don't know where I'm, what I'm saying. But I, I do have to say that over time, it got problematic to the point where I was like pulled out of the movie. Like I didn't, I didn't enjoy that. And I also just found it fucking corny at times. And that didn't help as I got older. So I don't know. Layla, you got a lot to say. I mean, just referencing what you, I had that written down and I just want to reference the fact that it wasn't even like a funny storyline at the time. Like I just, it's not a good storyline. Like him, her just, 
out of absolutely nowhere thinking he's gay and no reasoning behind that, no real understanding of why that rumor got started in the first place, except for that his clothes were off or whatever. Like, it's just not funny to me. It's not funny to me at all. Like, it's one thing if they're at, like, they were trying to make something humorous out of it, but it's not even good. It's just not even good. And then on top of that, yeah, it's such a lame trope to be like, you're going to be my gay best friend and you're going to self tan with me while Dude, I'm naked. And then they're going to That's what we do in, together. It's not even just that. It's, it's that plus having his best friends be like make fun of him for being gay in this scenario and treating that as like it's, it's like so flippant, right? Yeah. Wow. Didn't even. Like, it's just dumb. It's not it's good. Dumb. It's, it's not yeah. good. No. It's just not good, and it doesn't age well. I mean, it's not no. even about being PC. It just doesn't age well. Like, oh, at there's all. such a large spider on the wall. It looks Ugh. poisonous. It's poisonous. It's poisonous as hell. It bit uh, me earlier. Someone should do something. Should like I let that. it bite me? So no, we'll, we'll let it. We'll let it. No. Dude, that's it. so big. It's really big. Sorry. Wow, Everyone, dude. sorry. Um, uh, <laughs> what were your um, <laughs> What did you give it, Layla? I kind of want to go off give it. I'm going to give uh, it... I'm between like a four and a five. I guess I'll yeah. give it like a five. Because I do think it's like... I'm a four. I'm going to give it a five just because I do think it is a rewatchable mm. movie and I think movies yeah. that like people want to throw on that have good action sequences that they remember characters from are just like that's a good legacy for a mm-hmm. movie like there are a lot of action movies that are forgotten or that were just plain serious bad and you know even, like this is and even you ahead. you got really excited like when we were mentioning that we were doing this you were yeah, like oh I, I like watching this that's what I was I gonna like say is I, I got excited to rewatch and I didn't actually like it like nearly as much as I did before so I'm gonna go four and then I'm gonna stand up. I'm gonna go for attack this kid. Oh, um, yeah. And he got it. Got it. Got it. Um, how could it? Not yeah, I mean, I get that. I totally get that. Being. I think I just have watched this enough to know that I'm never gonna like think it's really great. So for me, yeah. when I rewatch it, it's one Good of those point. things like. There's just a category of movies that are not great movies in my mind, but they're mindless enough that I can be like, I'm going to enjoy myself. This is, I want to just chill and put something on. And that excites me because it's just fun to watch movies like that sometimes. And Kick-Ass falls into that category. And it probably will for a long time. That's why I want to give it a little bit more than an average score. But a lot of it doesn't age well. <laughs> I went average. It. I yeah. didn't even, well It's. it ages so poorly. I didn't even really like it digest how weird the whole... Like he becomes, he gets in with the girl because she he tells her he's gay. Yeah, like I how, she immediately sleeps with him and is like ready to. Yeah, be with I didn't him. even oh, like. My really, God, I didn't even talk about the funniest scene that I sent you guys on Snapchat. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. When they kiss oh, for the first God. time and then he puts his hands out to like touch her tits and he's like, "Is it okay?" Like essentially with his eyes and then she smiles and then wiggles towards him. It's. Me and it's Clay fucking It's exactly how that usually goes down. Yeah. yeah. Um, we got our scores, people. Oh, we do. Let's hear it. Um, I don't know how you do this in the background. It's impressive. I did it. Math. I, I also, even, I I also like ordered in dinner the in the background. He did. So we're going to get dinner soon. Um, wow. You were really engaged, huh, Nick? My God. I, I was. I actually appreciate that he did that because uh, <laughs> Gabe's like, we I'm needed starving. to because we're it's, running. It's running. a whole thing. Um, the the scores are sixty. Oh, mm, see, yeah, nope, sixty four to ninety nine. 
Wow, Scott Pilgrim is the ninety nine. Scott Pilgrim wins with ninety nine out of one hundred. Sixty four is shocking. Sixty four is pretty good. No, sixty four is a good score, but it's yeah, it it fits the movie. Who fucking knows? The most important thing is, did we have fun talking about these? Yes, this was a fun one. I have Layla uh, looked towards the sky like, no, this has been did you not the have fun? opposite of a real treat. <laughs> I mean, we almost got murdered by a spider. Yeah, so. it was pretty scary. Yeah, it was scary. Um, yeah, she got real for a second. Do you have any recommendations, Layla? I got plenty. dime-sized. <sighs> I did not prepare myself for this, so Gabe, rock them with it. Okay, so. one I want to recommend. I actually was kind of hesitant at first, but I really like the show Invincible on Amazon mm-hmm. Prime. It's a new comic book animated show, but it's it's very gory, um, and it gets pretty extreme at times. But a lot of like really cool actors yeah. do voices and stuff in it, so, and you get to that. recognize each of them as you go along. Um, I really recommend that. Um, if you want incredible comedy with just like a otherworldly level editing Bo Burnham special inside is just unbelievable. It's the, one of the best things that come out of this year. I actually treat it like a movie. It's, I just don't, it, it blows my mind that he was even able to make that all on his own. Um, and we love Bo Burnham on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> last one, just watch another, cause these both came out in 2010 and they're both violent in certain ways. I just watched, one of my favorite now 2010 movies that is hyper-violent, it's this Korean movie called I Saw the Devil. It's, you can find it on Amazon oh, Prime. When you were talking I about that, I thought it was brand new. I promise you, you thought it was what? I thought it was brand new when you were talking about that. No, it came out in 2010, and you wouldn't be able to tell the difference because, oh my God, visually that movie is incredible, but it is not for the faint of heart. Like It is, it is really gruesome and brutal. Like It's, it's fucked up brutal, but... I couldn't recommend that movie more. It's up there now with like Old Boy and Parasite for me as like top like Korean films. Uh, Koreans just it's fucking so f- go hard, dude. They, they do. Go hard. It's so funny that like your recommendations. I like. I don't know why when you said recommendations, I went such a different route than you did in my head. You were like, I'm gonna go all gore action and stuff, and I'm just like, what are all the Michael Sarah movies I know? And I was like, Nick and Moore's Infinite <laughs> uh, Playlist, and I, I was that. just thinking, yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, the, the two thousand eight. That's another. I, I, you know what I really liked? Um, what was the one where Youth in Revolt? Hmm. I saw that twice in a row in theaters in the same exact theater. Interesting. I actually have a recommendation for this one too. Um, because I talked about Blade earlier, I realized that Blade 2 is actually sort of a bag of dirt. No. No, Blade 2 is arguably better than Blade. Whoa. Fuck. And it's a similar vein to these movies where it's this like uber gory, sem- semi funny movie. It doesn't nail it, and it's like 90s. It, it looks pretty crappy sometimes, but it's fun in a okay. similar way to these are trying to be fun. But it's also a vampire movie, but it's a superhero movie. I'm so excited for Blade with Mahershala Ali. Yes. That's going to be so gonna fucking be so good. Fun. Bringing that into MCU. Um, Do you have any other ones? Nope, that was it. I, oh, in the I boys. I also. Yeah. Yeah, well, I was going to say this podcast is a stand of the boys, so anyone that hasn't seen the boys and you like these movies, you should watch the boys. But also, Especially I just think yeah. I just think Kieran Culkin is slept on and like he oh, is my God, unbelievably he hilarious and just like a completely slept on comedic actor and people yeah. should watch Succession if they want to watch like if just there was... truly incredible acting and writing. It's one of the best TV shows out there right now. The next it season might is going to come best. out later this year. Yeah. It might be the best, honestly. So if you like Kieran Culkin and you're like, what has he been in lately? 
Go fucking watch Succession. Oh, he's gonna be so. It, he, how he you, is how do you not great. know about Succession? If you yeah, like Succession is great. I, so yeah, good. It's I couldn't recommend it enough. Inc- All right. Don't know what we're doing next week, but next week I'll be <laughs> deadly serious. Next week. Do you remember that line? May Whitman, very good line. And yes. She's like, she's like, next time, I'll be Wait, deadly did you serious. Next time. Come up with our names. You were supposed to come up with our. Names. Oh, I did it. Oh, yeah. uh, you were Superwoman and you were Superman because because you, you guys fucking kill it fucking all the time. Suck. You guys are so dope. So lame. Dope man and fucking fuck you. I don't know what I'm gonna call you. Um, all right, oh you guys should follow us because we're clearly so fucking clever and cool on Instagram. Go look us up, Facing Off Podcast, and also uh, follow oh, us. Oh, speaking of Twitter. our Instagram, we did do kind of a mass post of Pride films to celebrate Pride 2021. Yes. So I saved the story to our Instagram. So Great. it's a highlight. Feel free to look through some of our honorable mentions. And we posted a post that has some of just like the streamable options that are out there. If you guys want to watch some movies we about the LGBTQ plus community. Here. Yeah, truly just, you know, if you haven't seen them, please do. It's good to um, open your eyes to other communities. So happy pride to everyone as well. And we all those movies. That, yeah. And all those movies are fucking great. Like you're, you're just going to have a good time or you're going to have, you know, you'll probably be sad with some of them, but <laughs> it's okay. Cause <laughs> movies are great. They're art. Uh, go check those out. Um, thank you, Layla, for uh, helping put that together. That was fun. Um, yeah. Do you guys have a send off? He punched the highlights out of her hair. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Pilgrim Pilgrim <laughs> <laughs>